here for Uncensored Life with the Saunders, and I am your one of your hosts, Nicole. And I'm your second host, Chase860. Well, let's say Corona has not been playing at all this week. Um, so rest in peace to Debo, as apparently he was battling COVID for the past four months. Four months? Yeah. How the fuck you fighting COVID for four months? I told you I had a friend. She like literally she contracted it. I want to say December of last year, and when we were going into lockdown was when she was finally starting to feel okay. But four months. I'm telling you, December to March. Damn. It's December, January, February, March. That was four months. And she is so my she age. Just no she had the flu or something? Pre-existing conditions at the time at the time that she first contracted it, yes, because there was no name for it. And when you went to the doctor, that's what they said you had. But then you tested or you know, you had a flu exam and you would come back negative because that's what happened to mama. Like uh-huh. You know, she looked like death, and they told her yeah, she, she had did. the flu. But then, when the f- they tested her for it, and the test came back, she didn't have the flu. Damn. Yeah. Shout out to that to that boy, uh, Debo. Yeah. So, because the memes been funny as shit, though. I yeah, ain't even yeah. gonna lie. The memes been funny. Yeah. Like I seen the meme with an angel with a missing halo. Yeah. And Debo, like, what halo? halo. Yeah, I saw that. And then, of course, it was like, uh, is this funeral Friday, next Friday, or Friday afternoon? Right. So, yeah, the memes have been funny, but COVID has not been playing. Um, Carrie Ann and Abba, who is one of the hosts on the talk, and she's also the female judge on Dancing with the Stars, she came back uh, positive for COVID. Um, Ellen is battling COVID. And most recently, of course, is Ashanti. Yo, yo, 2020 is not playing. Everybody was looking forward to this Ashanti first Keisha Cole versus. And at the last minute, I didn't even want to say the last minute, but all of a sudden, Ashanti got COVID. Yeah, they say that she contracted it beforehand. She did send out like an Instagram message that she was trying to still participate um, from home. Yeah, because she knew what the memes was about to be about. She knew what the memes was about to be. She knew it, so she was still trying to do it from home. Well, it's been rescheduled, so January 9th is the rescheduled um, Keisha Cole Ashanti versus date. Okay, so... Okay, so... Going off that, piggybacking off that, can we go into another question now? Piggybacking off that. So everybody on my timeline, on my Facebook timeline, is saying that Keisha Cole was about to murder her in his verses, period. Am I the only one that feel like Ashanti had a shot? No. Am I the only one? No. Um, I told you what it is for me. It's nine. So first of all, everybody hands down can agree that neither one of them can sing. Right. But they have great lyrical content and it's just a lot of people feel like Ashanti's lyrical content isn't as strong and I don't think that that 
is the case. I just feel like I think it's, it's the a case. generational thing. I feel like, you know, for us, we know them both. Right. And some of Ashanti's songs hit a little closer to home for us than this younger generation that only knows Keisha Cole. So, okay, so I'll admit, okay, so I'm rooting and going for Ashanti, but I will admit that Keisha Cole may have more hits, but I feel like Ashanti hits are bigger. Like, that's the thing. The few hits she got are bigger. Even though Keisha Cole and might have like more hits us. Like, or might have wrote more hits. I feel like others would, like, younger generations would disagree. But the stats are, so Ashanti's net worth is $8 million. Keisha Cole's is nine point five. Ashanti's been in the game since 1989, which... Yeah, because somebody pointed out on my timeline that Keisha Cole came in with Big Pun. Yeah, because Keisha Cole is 98. um, And then Ashanti has 12 studio albums, which includes soundtracks, because I feel like I own all of Ashanti's albums except for one, and that's two albums and a Christmas CD is what I got. I never heard no damn 12 albums. (laughs) And the same thing for Keisha Cole. They say she has 13. And I feel like I own all Keisha Cole's albums. and uh, It's one. Two. She has two. I feel like it's a third one that I didn't buy, but 13, okay, if y'all say so. Um, album appearances, Ashanti has 40, where Keisha Cole has 26. Features, Ashanti has 18, Keisha Cole has 11. Singles, Ashanti has 18 singles, Keisha Cole has 22. For awards, Ashanti has 38 nominations, Keisha Cole 33, but Ashanti has nine wins to Keisha Cole six. Grammy nominations. Ashanti has eight to Keisha Cole's four. She has one Grammy win and Keisha Cole has none. Billboard Top 100. Ashanti has 18. Keisha Cole has zero. Number one songs Mm -hmm. on the Billboard charts. Ashanti has two. Keisha Cole has zero. Top 10 on the Billboard charts. Ashanti has 10. Keisha Cole has three. So... So technically speaking, say, if we going with the stats, that Ashanti is the better R&B singer, yeah. the artist. Yeah. But I mean, we all know though that Keisha Cole is the better writer. Probably the I better don't know, singer because Ashanti actually wrote um, the controversial song that J Lo has with Ja Rule. So, mm. which is why she felt like it was okay to put nigga in the song. Because she was reading the Shanti lyrics. Yes. I mean, and that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> we ain't even going to get into that. <laughs> but I don't know. Me personally, I like Keisha Cole, but I just feel like to me, Ashanti had it. 
for me, I I I just I wanted the verses, and yeah, I was gonna oh, have yeah. to go song for song for me to pick a winner because yes. I didn't have like because I like them both. Like I said, they have great lyrical content. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the two non singers, I feel like I like Ashanti's tone better. Uh, Ashanti actually can sing acapella. It's just that when you Put, I don't know. You put instruments to it and she just loses it. Just like a look off topic. Just like J-Lo for me sings beautifully in Spanish. It's just that when she tries to translate that to English, it, oh, it, she, loses you. she loses it. Okay, so you know, not to get off topic and this is probably going to be discussed the one Strikes Team Gamer presents the Men Cave. But to me, I feel like the culture in the men wins overall in this versus because you got two beautiful ladies in the versus With one the room. Because Cardi told y'all to watch out this Saturday because y'all was gonna get a whole bunch of side eyes. I mean, even when if we zone. got the side, even if we got the side eyes, you still had two beautiful ladies, Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Even though I, I, I. Even you know when it come to not music, but you know physical features, I'd still go with Ashanti. Like I still feel like the culture and the men wins at the end of the day with this versus. Well, y'all will get it on January 9th. Um, but the versus, so there's a lot of rumors going around. Mm-hmm. A lot. Prior to this week, there was a rumor that Foxy and Lil' Kim were going I did to be see the that. next versus. I did see that. Which will be a good versus. It will be. I was always Even though a Kim going to win. I was always a Foxy fan. Foxy, hands down. No, was... lyrically, she, yeah, she better than Kim in my opinion. Well, mm, Kim has that one verse in that uh, Quiet Storm remix where she just... She killed that shit. Yeah. Like, that's by hands the most hardest verse I've ever heard from a female in any song. Like, that's on my playlist. Every time that song comes on, I'm waiting for that little Kim verse because she kills that shit. Yeah. But Foxy does have hits. Yeah, I'm just glad that it's DJs playing records because Foxy has lost her voice. Like she was on. Oh yeah, I mean, um, best of both worlds too. And even though her delivery is still like has that grind to it, it was just you could tell that she has some vocal injury. So I'm very yeah. glad that it was gonna be a whole DJ. But Foxy thing. go hard though. Yeah, she like literally, and that to me will be a good versus because they both go hard lyrically. They both came up in the era where rap was men dominated. Yeah. And they had to rap their way to the top. Yeah, which is why, like, for me, growing up, because, like, I was a young girl when they were out. So for me, I liked Foxy more because even though she had to, you know, be sexy and sex it up because of it being a male-dominated field, she wasn't as raunchy as Lil' Kim was. So for me, as a young girl, I know for the guys, <laughs> that's why y'all hands down I was just about to say Kim. that. I was just about to say but that. But for 
the young girl that I was, it was good to see a woman not have to sell her body as much to be heard. So that's why that. I rock switch backs it a little bit more. That cover Lil Kim had. That who, who replicated keeps it. Trying to replicate. Um, Nicki was Minaj. It Nicki Minaj, but she yeah. replicated. It, I was like, even though she did do a good job, but yeah, that that yeah, Lil Kim had it. I I, I can't even lie to you, like. Which, but but lyrically so, though, but, but going to lyrics the though, Brown they both sh- they both had like to me they both is on equal playing field as far as lyrics. But like you said, Foxy Brown wasn't as raunchy as Lil Kim was. So for the men, Lil Kim probably gets that head up. But yeah. for the women, Foxy Brown probably gets that head up because she didn't have to result to selling sex. Yeah, and she was to, brown. Like that was the thing too. She was brown like and me and loved her like even though she didn't have to oh, sell yeah, it yeah me and loved her yeah. and she was brown so that was like i feel you know what and you know maybe this is just how i feel but i feel like and this is how i feel this is just opinion so you might not agree with this you might but i feel like if it wasn't for foxy brown there would be no remy ma do you see where i'm going with that yeah okay cool like that's how I feel. If it wasn't for Foxy, it would be no Remy because Remy didn't sell sex. Mm-mm. It was her lyrics that got her noticed. Right. Okay. So yeah, I I agree with that. Um, other rumors. So they're saying for sure, Swiss and Timberland has something in the works with Jay Z. But there's several oh, different rumors as to who with. One is Drake. Hell no. Wait, hold up. Wait a goddamn minute. Jay-Z versus Drake is a rumor. Yeah. No. They, they the say... only person Jay-Z can go against, and I know you know who I'm about to say, so say it. Well, the other rumor is Nas. Thank you. Thank you. That's the only other per. That's the only person Jay Z can go against. Well, because even saying... in his song, Jay Z even admitted, "I don't know what song it is. I'm a little tipsy." So, but in one song, Jay Z even admitted that he said after Ether, he felt like he was finished. Yeah, and that just goes to the power of the pen that Nas had. Like he might not had a been big the way jay-z was commercially commercial wise but you knew nas pen was not to be fucked with and jay-z knew that because ether is the all-time best this song ever if i'm wrong correct me that's all i'm no, saying like i i agree hands down the only person <laughs> okay so even, this has not been... to cut not to cut you off okay. real quick but even the beat is one of the best beats of all time like if somebody's about to freestyle what's one of the beats they want if it's not a biggie beat what's the other beat they want Ether. Exactly. Thank you. So so I agree with that, hands down. Uh the only person that doesn't agree. Like, so there that's a whole nother conversation too. But they no one no one is saying that they feel like Drake can win it. 
they just feel like that'll be entertaining. That is all I'm saying. Well, but like there, go ahead. Well, I mean, Drake is always entertaining. That's the thing about Drake. That's that's what get Drake his sales. That's what makes his money. He's always entertaining. Mm-hmm. But if we, but 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 most Jay Z fans, okay. most Jay Z fans are looking for lyrics, and lyrically, Drake can't fuck with Jay Z. No, and and can't. and that's saying a lot because lyrically, if you think about it, Jay Z's not the best lyrically. That's why Nas killed his ass in the diss records. Yeah, because lyrically, Nas is that nigga. So that so that's another conversation that has been going on a lot during this quarantine. Is like, what's the best battle record, hands down? And so they've been asking. They asked Ice Cube, and of course, he thinks Vaseline is it. And like, um, because the because the the I mean the multiple Ice Cube did question, have a good this record though. I ain't even gonna lie. He so the. The records that are in it are Vaseline, it's Ether, it's Hit em Up. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Hit em Up, hey. I would say Hit em Up is a, a close second. Like, if we going from, like, if we going, if we judging it from, like, one to a hundred, Ether being a hundred, I would say Hit em Up is probably, like, 96 95 Pac did say and it wasn't and, even the whole record it was the after record which had me like oh this nigga and because that's why like a lot of people that go for hit em up is like and say that that's the top is like because Pac went so personal with it which of course made Ice Cube feels some kind of way because he felt like he went real personal in Vaseline. Like, I mean, yeah, you did, but you was dissing fellow West Coast artists. Pot and Biggie was a whole coast first coast thing. That was yeah, a whole different side. It. Right, yeah. right. So that's why Hit Him Up is such a, a, a big record. But in my book, Ether is up there though. Like it don't it yeah, don't get Ether no bigger is than that. Up there, I honestly don't like it's a, a tie for me between Ether and Hit 'em Up. It is. I don't like I said, if it's if it's on the scale real... from one to a hundred, Ether being a hundred, I feel like Hit 'em Up is 97, 96, 95, but it's right there though, like yeah. a couple of points under. Yeah. Simply because Jay-Z admitted. He admitted, like, and this is the big part. He admitted that Ether, he thought his career was over after Ether. That's a huge and I statement. Feel like, for me, like, why him up is so close is that, yes, Pac was on the song, but, like, he was just like, I don't even really need to handle you. I just let my little dudes do this. And yeah, oh, yeah. So, Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying with that because if he would have took them off and it would just been him going at Biggie and Faith and all them, then it probably would have had a bigger impact. But yeah. the fact that you, yeah, he had these low young motherfuckers. Yeah. Because the thing with me, 
what hit him up is when he mentioned Mob Deep and he said, Don't one of you motherfuckers got a sickle cell or some shit. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, this man has no boundaries no that's the thing about <laughs> like and that's what everybody that knows Pac said about him like if he was coming at you he did his research everything he said was actual factual and he was holding no punches mm-hmm. yeah i mean hit him up definitely was that record that had my mouth dropped but ether the beat the lyrics the fact that Jay-Z said, yo, he waved the white flag like I yeah. thought my rap career was over after yeah. that. That to me was like, yo, if he thought he was finished, come on. Even though Jay-Z's record, uh, damn, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. But even Jay-Z's comeback, even that was like, that was a decent nomination. I believe. Takeover? Yes. Was it Takeover? Takeover was a decent nomination. Like he cut, ca- yeah, he, he clapped he's back in the conversation, but, but it no wasn't no ether type top. though. Like, yeah, that just yeah. the beat and the lyrics is like, yo, yeah, like, like, like Nas. Well, according to Nas, Biggie said at the end of the at the beginning of the record, I was like, fuck Jay Z, because I was like, yo, that, that's a dope record. Yeah. That today is if you want to freestyle, you want to freestyle to that beat. Absolutely. Um, just to jump back to COVID a little bit. So we've had over a million new COVID cases in the US today. And we Dang. are supposed to have the vaccine next week. One of the possible side effects of the vaccine that everyone is trying, everyone's trying to say that it's the side effects of the vaccine. But let me preempt that with the research that goes along with the vaccine is that this occurs just within that testing group anyway and there's no direct correlation to the vaccine but of course everybody who's on the fence about taking the vaccine wants to blame the vaccine and one of those reactions is bell's palsy um, which is what mama has. It's something that anyone can get. So it's not, mm. so I can see why the vaccine doesn't want to claim it because anyone can get it. Because like, uh, with mama, like she started off with a headache and back then you would, t- she would take something called BC, which was a powder. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. And so she thought Boy, Chicago she- live by that shit. We actually knew nothing about it until we went to Arkansas to visit my sister. For real? Yeah. Because I, I heard about it until I came here. Yeah, my sister. If my migraines kicked in there, I was like, oh, you took a BC? Yeah. It's a BC. My, my sister put my mother onto that, which is why. So she took it that morning before we got in the car to head to California. And her tongue started to get numb. So she just thought, because this was new to her, that she had let the medicine sit on her tongue for too long before swallowing it. So this trip, I told you, was way back when we had atlases and stuff. So we made it to our destination in South Dakota. And she went to brush her teeth and just everything came just started to come out and so 
it looks like you've had a stroke because what it is is that your nerves just shut down on one side of your body. And so luckily, I guess, we were in South Dakota because we took her to the emergency room. And as soon as the doctor saw her, he knew what it was. This was something we had never heard of before. So they told us to continue our trip and then to come back here and get her checked out by her doctor. And she confirmed that it was Bill Posby, but that's when they also discovered her brain tumor. But with her having this, we found out, like, I had a cousin that had it in childhood that you can look at now as an adult and not tell. So some people, when you have Bell Posby, you do permanently lose all nerve ending sensation on that side of your body, but some people gain it back. So a lot of people are saying that this is in connection to the vaccine, but I feel like these are the same people that say that vaccines give you, um, what is it? Autism. And my thing is, is that like, I'm still on the fence about the vaccine because I don't want y'all doing no, we're not doing Tuskegee, you know, experiments on black people anymore. So that's my issue. I read that it could potentially give you HIV, like, and that's, and you've explained that to me, but it's still a scary thought though. But that's the thing, like they're not putting somebody's bodily fluids into you. Right. But it's is, it's just that the thought, like the thought that... And that's the thing. They're trying to scare us. And it's like... and Because that's why I say it's just like people that have problems with vaccinating their children because they fear autism. And it's like, first of all, there's different levels of autism. And mm-hmm. so you're telling me... Because vaccines were created because... We had a life expectancy of 20 years back then, which is why people were getting married at like 9 and 13. So you're telling me that you would rather your children die versus them having autism? I mean, I don't think that's what people saying, but who and wants their child to have autism, though? That's the thing. But that's I mean, another your child question. can have autism without being vaccinated right but the vaccination is going to up up the chances though that's the thing like there are no real studies that say this is what's causing it like kids but there's no real study saying that this not what's causing it if you don't take i don't know but that's because i just feel like this vaccine was rushed so there's going to be some side effects some down effects like according to what i read it takes a long time to come up it with a does. vaccine and the fact that y'all be, y'all came with a vaccine for covid this fast it it kind of scares me a little bit like i'm not gonna I mean, lie a lot of people are saying that they're like you know you don't have any advancements in cancer we're you still cured AIDS, we're still but you getting new uh what am i trying to say new uh signs or symptoms of covid we're to this day we're still getting new symptoms of covid and no one no one's having the real because there are a lot of people that have quote unquote like like i said with debo he con he contracted it four months ago he still had the cough 
And like people, like he was starting to get worse and people were saying, well, you know, do you want to go back to the doctor or whatever? And he like, you know, God's got me because it's been four months. You know, and there are people who have had it like um, Alyssa Milano. She had it. She She's the only one that I've heard talk about like hair loss, um, memory loss that you have long after See, you get a, a, a negative test result. So no one, no one's had the real conversation of after you get a negative result, there's still lasting effects of this virus. No one's having that conversation. And see, that breaks my heart for to hear someone say, God's got me and then they pass away like that. That breaks my heart right there because. I don't know. I, I, I really don't want to get into that, but that does break my heart. But we will be back in one second. So do what you got to do. Use the bathroom. Fill up your glass, your wine glass, your shot glass. Just make sure you come right back with us on Sister Life with the Saunders. And we're back to Uncensored Life with the Saunders. So I know earlier we, well, a few podcasts ago, we were talking about ice Fucking cube. kids? No. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's listening to that um so we were talking about ice cube and um his sit down with um the republican administration yeah we did talk about that and so um apparently he did a red table talk him and uh van from cnn um the black anchor that you know got emotional uh, when the election results came in. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Cube has a 26-page document of what he feels like the government own, owes Black people. Um, of course, you know, he preempted it by saying, you know, I love and appreciate all races. And we all need equality, but it's long overdue for us. And it won't happen to the full extent that it needs to happen for anyone else. Or it should not until the America rights their wrongs with us. Mm-hmm. And so um, just a few things that he highlighted. Like he wants to change the funding of schools. And... The way that he wants to do that is that, like, right now, the funding for your school is based on your local economy. Mm-hmm. So, like, for us, whatever Bellwood is collected in taxes, that's what our schools get a percentage of. And so, by default, of course, we have lower taxes than, say, a Naperville or um, a Winneka. So, by default... Or, yes, Winneka, Illinois is a thing. Or Hensdale, yes. So, by default... No, Wakanda, Illinois is a thing, too, right? Winneka is what I'm talking about, though. So No, but you know, there's a Wakanda, Illinois, right? So... I've been there. Great. (laughs) Uh, So, by default, of course, these areas are going to have better schools because they collect more taxes. 
So what Ice Cube is proposing that is done is that the state looks at all of the schools within that state and then distribute funds even evenly. Um, because mm, I don't think that's gonna work neither. Why? Because some states got crooked ass congressmen. And if you leave it up to them, those Naperville's, those whatever Yorkville's will still get the better funding than those Bellwoods, Maywoods, Chicago. So. But I mean, it's worth a try though, because what's what's currently going on isn't working. Yeah. Because what he brought up is that there are 102 HBCUs in this country. And they get $2.1 million to share amongst 102 schools. Whereas Harvard gets $42 million mm. by itself. Wow. Hey, shout out to the man Ice Cube, man. Like, you did your homework. I'm with that. That 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 is... Them numbers is bullshit. Yeah, because he um he says that he also wants civil rights and racism courses in class in classrooms. Um which should have been already. So yeah. I don't even know why he had to say that, but yeah. okay. But you know, I think so I know for me, we were taught Martin, Malcolm, Rosa. That's it. Every year, mm-hmm. every February, mm-hmm. those three. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for our children, they get Martin. I don't know that they get Malcolm because I haven't heard Ali say anything about him. I know that they do get Rosa, but they now get Michelle. They get Barack. They get Oprah Oprah and Marshall. And um, I have a friend in Phoenix where her daughter did get like a little bit like she was even shocked. So it, it, it's kind of the air. And I was shocked that they were even discussing in Phoenix. It, they did discuss like they discussed Martin, but they discussed the fact that the gunshot isn't what killed him. They discussed how he actually died, which surprised me because well, I, I was an adult when I found out that the gunshot is not what killed him but someone actually smothering him in the hospital so right and I didn't even learn that in school yeah so that took me meeting you to learn that so that 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 was shocking that they're talking about that and because and her daughter's pretty young like I want to say like maybe second grade and yeah that's what she learned at school um he also is advocating that we receive um that we start thinking about going to black owned banks and black owned banks are um they don't want to be a part of the traditional banking system they don't want to um be federally mandated the way that the you know traditional banks are because they want to be able to provide more for black and browns because right now 
of the loans that are given out, only 3% are given to Black people. And we get higher interest rates than our white counterparts. Well, we can't win for losing. So he was saying that J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the, well, the largest um, bank entities that we have, did an experiment where they ease their restrictions and their guidelines on how they give loans and who they give loans to. And they gave out more black loans and out of the millions and millions of dollars that they gave out. Do you want to guess how many were not paid back? No. Two. Two million wasn't no, paid back? two loans. Two loans wasn't paid back? Two loans. So y'all so scared to give us money. And y'all hike up the interest rates on black people. And out of all of the extra loans that they gave out because they did this experiment, only two loans were not paid back. Wow. Like, we're not all out to scam the system. We not. Like, that's the thing that people got to realize. Like, black people, we just want to be equal. We want the same equal rights we want the same equal loans we want the same equal respect and right and black people are hard working if if anybody in this country is hard working people it's us this country we built exactly. this country for free. And that's why a lot of people, and I'm with it, a lot of people are like, we are asking for the bare minimum. We're asking to be treated as equal. We're asking you to be civil to us. Civil. We're not Keyword, asking for civil. revenge. Because mm. that would be a whole nother situation. Civil. Civil. That's it. Just be polite to me. Just don't shoot me because you're scared of my skin color. Or don't put your knee into my neck. That's all we asking. That's just it. civil. Just, just, just be civil. Don't sit up here and jump to conclusions that we all trying to get and scam the system and all this other craziness. You know that- what? And I'm going to take you off topic, but this goes back to something I've seen on the internet. I really don't know who page I seen it on. I might have seen it on yours because sometimes I see a lot of shit on yours and don't realize it's your page. But I seen a video where a two straight troopers pulled over a white man and he had a gun sitting right next to him. And he even told the police he was going to shoot them. And yet, he got to tell the police he was about to drive off and he was able to put his gun, I mean, put his car in drive and drive off without one gunshot being fired. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm watching this video, I'm just thinking like, no way. He could not be black because the minute goes back to, uh, what's the guy's name? Castillo. Castillo. He let them know. Like, the gun wasn't even visible. He just let them know that he had a permit to carry a weapon. Mm-hmm. And they shot him mm-hmm. after those words was exchanged. Mm-hmm. In front of his this child. white man done told you he going to shoot you. 
it goes back and to now the, one the... gunshot was fired at this even though i didn't want it to be fired at this white man because i don't wish that upon nobody but the fact that he told you he had a gun no you seen the gun he had his hand near like, the no, gun i don't want that to happen to anyone but the fact that he sat up there and felt so comfortable to tell you, you he was going to shoot you exactly Exactly. And nothing happened to him. Exactly. That goes back to um, Mr. Silver Spoons paying the bail for the young guy. He's walking down the street with a gun, passing several officers. And that's no the thing. No one batting an eye. If there had been a black kid with the gun, he would have been apprehended immediately. Samir Rice. Toy gun. Toy gun. Thank you. No longer here. I'm so. just saying, man. So like, Ice Cube. All we on. want is equal civil. We ain't asking for extra, you know, attention. We ain't extra asking for extra, you know. We do still want our 30 acres and a mule. But we just asking for y'all to treat us civil. Like civil. That's it. And who said that? It, it was a comedian that did a, a special um, about that. It was Hannibal, I believe. The that said, we're just asking for civil. Like, just don't shoot us right. when you first see us. Exactly. <laughs> like, to, investigate first. Us, right. Right. You know, let us see your reason. But. He, so Ice Cube touched on that because, of course, he wants to um, some police reform um, because he's like, you know, we our pack our tax dollars pay for these positions, and then we also go. pay again when they kill one of us, and it has to go to trial. So he wants he didn't go into like details of how this looks, but basically the end result he wants. Is for them to have to think twice about killing us. Like, mm -hmm. is killing this black man worth me not being able to pay my light bill, not being able to go home to my kids? Like, he he wants there to be consequences that, that are on their mind. Like, if pulling this trigger worth A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it's a shame that we even have to have that conversation. Yes, it is. But especially in 2020, like a lot of people I hear say all the time, we are not our ancestors. And they say that to insult our ancestors. And I feel like we are not our ancestors, but it's not an insult to our, it is still an insult to our ancestors, but it's more because we're not doing as much as they did. Uh, our ancestors' guns, when they were doing the civil rights movement, were organized. They had a purpose. They were fighting for us to sit up here and have the right to vote that some of us, Shaq, are just now participating in. They hey, fought for we, us. We money, uh, I'm just voted. saying. I'm he just voted. saying. He voted. But I'm just saying, they fought for us to have rights that we just take for granted take for granted and they went in and the guns were organized and it was about making change and difference that 
we sitting on our asses watching TV, just hoping that change will trickle down to us. So no, we're not our ancestors because we're not fighting hard enough and the guns aren't organized. They're organized to do exactly what white people want us to do and that's to kill each other. Chicago. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> Chicago. And so... Ice Cube also wants to do health care reform because the same thing is with the hospitals that they yeah, do. Yeah, other countries, you can get health care for free and get the best care for free. Exactly. But well, only in America do is you it have based to pay. On your, yes, and it's based on your neighborhood again because it's with the local taxes. So he wants that, of course, changed so that like it does it shouldn't matter what neighborhood you live in, the type of care that you get. It shouldn't matter what color your doctor is, the type of care that you get. Because we touched on this before. Doctors are to black women the same way that police are to black men. And that's not okay. Mm -hmm. It's not okay that I can sit up here and tell you what's wrong with me and you ignore everything that I'm saying. Because mm -hmm. you have some kind of bias against me. Um, which, so, we can touch on that. Because um, he was also talking about how the pandemic, everybody's always talking about how the pandemic is touching Black people harsher than it is any other race. And he was just going into and explaining, and that's because we were already in crisis. We were already battling high blood pressure, diabetes, like uh, heart mm -hmm. disease. Like we already had these pre-existing conditions that COVID is like loving, looking at us like, oh my God, that body's a treat. True. And so like, so what I want to get into is that Grey's Anatomy is doing a hands down amazing job at covering COVID. yeah they is they is I, I i can't even front that that those have been some great episodes and not only that they are they've touched on bias in you know that doctors have that they don't even realize that they have because there was um in this most recent episode an asian patient that came in with complications after surgery that could mm -hmm. have been prevented if his doctor had taken into account that he was Asian. Mm. And so um, his doctor went to go talk to Miranda, you know, the um, the chief of staff, the, the black female doctor mm -hmm. to, you know, because in his mind, I'm not racist. Like, so this can't be on me. And so he explained to her what was going on. And she told him, you, you have bias, like, Everybody else does. Everybody has some kind of bias. Mm -hmm. I know that I have bias against white men with bald heads and pickup trucks. I feel like they part of the Ku Klux Klan. I know that. It's just that when you try to ignore your bias or pretend that they don't exist, that they cause problems and issues in how you treat people. Mm-hmm. But Grey's Anatomy, like I said, have they've been doing a, a amazing job with COVID and just 
showing good storylines this season. Yeah, they have. That I I can't even argue with you. So speaking of shows we like to watch, there is a rumor circling around in the power fans world. Oh shit, here we go. <laughs> you know this is my shit. So Woody, as you call him Bobby Brown, plays Kane mm-hmm. on Power Book 2 Ghost. Right. And fans are starting to speculate that his father is not who we think he is, but they think that his father may actually be Kanan. Because mm. they say you know, there's no way that they want us to believe that this Puerto Rican man and Mary J. Blige created this character, Kane. You know what? Okay. Okay, I, I can rock with that. Simply because, so, okay. So, even though it's reversed in my family. So, in my family, I got a cousin, Todd, who's black. And he got with a Puerto Rican chick named Virginia. And yeah, their kids, all their kids came out light as shit. Like Puerto Rican. Not dark, Puerto Rican. And the only other kid he had outside of her, and I'm I'm guessing his mother's black. Like I never got down to that. But he he came out black, like African American. So I can kind of go with that because of my family tree. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't I don't see how that 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 couple made him. So they might be onto something with the Canaan thing. Like maybe she messed around with Canaan at some point yeah. since he's in jail. Cause he do act like Canaan. Like yeah. he's a loose cannon like Canaan. Yeah. And I don't know that that would be interesting to see why he was just like, even if he is his son, I still get why like he had them jump, but it would give even more explanation to why that was because okay. I mean, see, and that's the thing that kind of caught me by surprise the fact that okay, this is this is your son, this is your blood, that's your wife. Like, I get. The statement you was trying to make, like you're not about to disrespect my wife, like that's a state. That's the same statement I will make with my son. You're not about to disrespect my wife, even if she is your mother. You're not about to disrespect her, but to have him jumped by some guards, like that's a little bold, which makes me even now feel like maybe this is Kane and something because because I mean if you have power enough to get the guards to jump your son then why couldn't you just get the guards to allow you to discipline your son yourself right so that's, I mean you got that much juice right you making phone calls you getting visits whenever you want and you sending people to spy on Ch- Tasha at the female prison you got motherfuckers watching Ty- Tariq. Like, that's what... See, and like I said, this is my shit. So, when you bought it up, I kind of got excited. I'm sorry. But, uh... That would be a great plot twist, yeah, which would then feed into... Which power is The other power book, which is supposed to be the story between how 
what Ghost and Kanan came up. Ghost Kanan and Tommy Kanan. came so up. Supposed to be the so that would be a good tie-in yeah, into that. I think that's already in production. I know for sure that the Power Book with um, starring Joseph, um, aka Tommy, is in production. Um, the only thing that doesn't seem to be in production is the one about Tate, which I'm not excited for anyway. I love you, Lorenz Tate. I really do. Like, you're from my um, hometown. We had the same guidance counselor. I'm still just, I'm, I'm not excited. You know. Unless I'll, your brother's going to be there, because I did like that episode. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a good episode. See, I would be excited if his Tate his story, if Tate's story led back to Chicago somehow. Other than that, I don't even see why you have a power book story. You wasn't that significant of a character. Like, Ghost sunned you fast as fuck. Like, I don't even see why you have a episode. I really do I would rather have, I would rather Tasha have her own episode than Tate. That would be a more better story. I enjoyed the story. Tate episode because Lamar was there, and I I, I enjoyed but seeing see, we the might not Tate be brothers guaranteed together. That that's that what I'm saying. I'm not excited. So that I just is not a like production. It's not a big. Thing if this somehow led back to Chicago, like I'm not even really excited about the prequel. I'm just really excited about Tommy getting his own spinoff. Oh yeah, everybody loves Tommy. I mean, and he's from Chicago also. So right. So, I don't know. It's I don't know. It, it's it's going to be a good ride. Like I I, I really want to see what happens with the storylines, with the characters, especially. Like I'm ready for Tariq. Whatever's going to happen with Tariq to happen, and let's move on to the next power book because I feel like his story has just been, you know, dragged out a little bit. Like, let him do what he's going to do. Let's see what happens with Tasha, and let's move on. I'm ready to see Tommy. That's that's what I am. I'm ready to see Tommy. Because we all know Tommy crazy as fuck. Yeah. I can't wait to see what kind of trouble he, he caused in Cali. Yeah. So, like, let's go, man. Yeah, for it, real. it was like, good to see 2-Bit this last episode, too. Right? Yeah, yes, yo. 2-Bit is that, yo, 2-Bit is that nigga, man. He ain't about to snitch. This nigga lives the cold through and through. He about that street life. Like, if it if, if if it don't seem legit to him, he ain't with it. He ain't snitching. Like, he's a through and through street nigga. And yeah, so I the fact see that he's back if, on the streets is something. Yeah, I want to see if in this next episode, Tommy gives him a call. Brings him right, Tommy is looking for him. Yeah. Well, was looking for him. Yeah, so, so it be it, it's it's gonna be an interesting ride. Like Tariq is the only <laughs> he's we've you know we've been wanting to lay hands to get his little boy a spanking since mm -hmm. barbershop, and I think it was a movie before then, and I don't know. Like he's now he's got some people like rooting for him because uh, I don't see how I don't. I mean, he's his father's son. Like, I don't know. Like, he he's more ghost than ghosts. he realized. I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I I I want ghost to be in like with this protection right now or something. I, I want him to to come back in some way, shape, or form, like Kanan did. I feel like he is. 
like, a lot and of people it's do. probably gonna be with the Kanan and ghost tommy story he he's we we going to see omari again yeah i don't think this is the end like we're gonna see him somewhere yeah i mean he's doing um he has a movie coming out, I believe, on Netflix. Yeah, don't nobody care about that. No, it, this <laughs> one is actually a good one. Um, no, it's the Spike Lee joint um, that everyone's talking about. I believe Omari's in that one. Um, it's called American Civil, I believe. I'll have to figure out what the name is, but it's it, it looks like a good one. Because, um, yeah, some of the stuff he's been doing lately isn't the best. Mm-hmm. So, you want to take a break and come back? Yeah, let's take a break. Go use the bathroom, fill up your wine glass, your shot glass, your beers, whatever you got to do, and we will be back with you in a second. And we're back. If you filled up your bear, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you enjoy. Uh, So... Tiana Taylor made an announcement um, this week that she has decided to quit the music industry, basically, from my understanding, because she feels unappreciated. Um, I So Janet Jackson stepped in and tells her not to give up on her gift and asked, uh, asked her the question of what would her life looked like, Janet's life looked like, if she stopped after her second album because it didn't make it to number one. Um, That we do not, she went on to tell her that we don't do this for the awards and the accolades. We do this because of our love of the music, of God, what God has gifted us in the fans. Which now questions, do you do this for the love or do you do this for the fans or the awards or the accolades right because because i mean like janet has a point like her second album means a lot to the fans her second album um gets a lot of like janet jackson is an icon Mm -hmm. um but like she said she would she be an icon if she stopped after her second album right because she gotta know she'll never be michael right right she always lives in michael's uh shadow like the name jackson like carries a lot of weights like even outside Mm, you think of of jackson you think of michael Right. You don't you, think of Janet. You don't think of Janet. You think of she's Michael. She's a second thought. You think of the Jackson 5. So, I mean, she lived right. in so the shadow. Right, so she's a third thought. Right. She lived in the shadow of not only Michael, but, but the, the legacy group. that her brothers created. Right. And her second album was... Uh, so, her first album was Janet. Um, her second album was called Dream Street. Her hands-down people rave about was her third album which was control so like she's trying to tell tiana if she had a stopped after dream street so we would have no control we would have no rhythm nation so you know what which tiana i gotta be homage to so you know what i got i got i gotta point this out janet so confession time 
<laughs> so confession time. So my son, Khalil Wilson, the next great basketball player, was conceived to Janet Jackson's album, The Meter Joe. Wait, was that the name of it? Yes, that is the so, name of one of her albums. So he was conceived to that album. So Janet, you kind of got a point. Like, if you would have stopped after the second album, would he have been conceived? Yo, nasty. Yes, yes, he would have. <laughs> you would have just found another album to play. Nah, no, no. Because the album wasn't my choice, so. Yeah, no. I can't see you pulling out a Janet Jackson album. Thank you. I don't get no music, but you know, I don't see you pulling out no Janet Jackson album. It just so she kind of has a point, you know. Tiana Taylor, I listen. Hey, so one of my favorite, and it's not even her song, but she got a verse in it. So Lil Dirk has a song. Damn, I can't think of the name of it. It's on my playlist too. But Tiana Taylor did the remix. And she like she killed it. I don't even listen to the original version. I listen to the Tiana Taylor remix version. That's how bad she killed this like song. And I just want to say, TT, Tiana Taylor. I didn't get your whole nickname. Hey. Don't do it for the awards. Don't do it for the accolades. You have a strong fan base. I promise you, you do. If anybody should quit because of the awards or the lack of, it'll be Beyonce Low Sister. I'm going to put it out there. I'm sorry. No, so Because <laughs> I, I feel like Tiana talent. is the better... So does Tiana Taylor. So, but but you coming for Solange. No, I'm not coming for I'm just saying if anybody was going to go that route and quit, I felt like it should have been Solange. Because you're never going to live up to Beyonce. But that's the thing. She doesn't She doesn't do it for that. She does it for the art. And the fact that Solange, like you talking about Tiana's fan base, Solange has an amazing fan base. She has a fan base that will go so far as to say that she's more talented than Beyonce. So, which brings me to my point for Tiana. I do feel like Solange is a different type of artist. And I feel like she could be an award-winning, Grammy, accolade-having artist if Matthew Knowles had the ability to multitask, which he does not. He can only apparently put all his energy behind one artist, and he chose it to be Beyonce because for him, Beyonce was talented. She had the look. She had the whole entire package. So that's the same thing that I want to say about Tiana Taylor is that she is talented. Like, not only because I've listened to, like, a handful of her songs. I know Tyra is a fan. Um, The video she did for Kanye West, like, nobody even talks about the song. They talk about her in the video. it's the video. So, like, hands down. So, and she 
is an incredible actress because everybody well, 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 uh that, does that, that by what's, what's, what's that social media language it's the video for me yes exactly <laughs> so she and she has done she does video production she's produced videos for Tamar, uh, tons of stars so like she is so talented in so many areas i believe she has a podcast like she's so talented down to earth lovable that the only issue for her not getting the attention and the accolades that maybe she's searching for that she's not getting that she wants to quit because of is because you're not marketed well like i know a lot of artists i know that the way of the uh record labels and stuff is dying down because you know we have social media we have a lot of independent artists a lot of artists doing things on their own but there is something to say which is what i actually wanted to do with my life about good artist development that's what i wanted to be i wanted to work at bad boy records and be an artist development and it's something to develop who what you mean any artist that came through Day twenty six. Look, look, look! Don't come for Bad Boy because Bad Boy was running the nineties. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. what I. There is something to say about good artist development and marketing that you get behind being with a record label. So, like, I get why everybody is trying to do their own thing and go independent and do all the streaming stuff because that's where most of the numbers are coming from. But you still need to have a good PR person. You still have to have good marketing behind you. And I feel like those are elements that she's missing. Like, she is Mm -hmm. talented in several lanes. Right, but I don't feel like she has someone to advocate for her and to get her in the position to do and be what she's trying to be. Um, but keeping with the record labels and music industry, apparently, Lil Wayne sold his masters mm-hmm. to Universal Music for a hundred million dollars. I've seen that. And the only thing that rings in my head seeing that is that Prince said, never give up your masters. Which rings in my head a saying that has always been said. Everyone has a price. Facts. Because like, uh, there's a clip that goes around to this day of Prince on the Jay Leno show when, um, Mariah Carey got her first, oh my God, I can't believe they are paying her so much money deal. And Jay Leno was so excited, asking Prince, like, what do you think about this deal? He was like, let me break this down to you. And he broke it down to, you know, what Mariah had signed up for, how many albums she had to do, how anytime this music was played in a video game or a movie soundtrack or anything else, Mariah was getting nothing and the record label was getting all of this. And he Mm -hmm. was basically saying that she's going to get pennies on the dollar to, you know, compared to what the record labels are going to get. And he ended the explanation with 
Mariah got screwed. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he's somewhere in heaven saying Lil Wayne got screwed. This, oh, you know he is. this also may be a reaction to apparently he um pled guilty to the federal charges that he's up against and which carry a possible um sentence of 10 years. Mm. So maybe because he feels like um because he has federal firearm charges um that he's pled guilty to Friday uh, for illegal gun possession and um so maybe he feels like if he's doing 10 years he really don't care what anybody does with his music while he's like that he is uh, scheduled for a sentencing on january 28th of next year i mean but still even then it's 10 years what like happens when you get out after 10 years like exactly yeah you got 100 mil but the way you throw money around is that gonna last you I'm pretty sure you holding on to the masters would have got you more than 100 mil, right? And you know, you gotta you have kids to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Regine is grown, but you know, he has a young son with more in London, he has one with Nivea, he has uh, yeah, he got a gang of kids that need to be taken care of, so mm -hmm. and he's being sued by his former manager for $20 million. So you already have these legal fees. You have a lot of court cases coming your way. A lot of money coming out, like bleeding out of your pocket. I don't know if this is the moment to sell your masters. Right. The Carters? Like, pick any Carter. Maybe not the Carter 5. But, um... <laughs> Pick any of those early Carters, like the Carter one, two, and three. Those, those are some money making mm -hmm. albums, right there. Like, uh, I don't know about your 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 recent music, but those right. are some your masters. Those are classics, right? So I don't know if now's the right time to make that that decision, but apparently that is what he wants to do um that's going back to the, the criminal justice system there's a man by the name of richard dulcy who was sent sentenced to 90 years for marijuana trafficking in 1989 he was 40 at the time the typical sentence for this offense is 12 to 17 years. Um, he feels like he was given the 90-year sentence because the judge assumed that he was part of organized crime because he was Italian and from New York. Um, during his time in jail, he lost his wife. He lost uh, one of his three children and both parents. His daughter was in a terrible car accident and had a stroke. Of course, grandchildren were born. So he's gotten um, he's gotten out. His son, who was 11 at the time, has become this uh, very wealthy, famous, uh, well, in Amsterdam, he's famous businessman. So he's very excited to get his father over to Amsterdam. But he was saying, you know, 
how his family was never the same after his father was arrested. That's why his um his brother actually overdosed because he totally lost it, you know, when they lost their father. So this man has, like, he was locked up in 1989 and he's just now getting out and he was locked up for marijuana trafficking and now the weed is legal exactly so it's like how many more stories like this are we going to hear oh a lot especially within the black community yeah a lot yeah hundreds thousands because a lot of the people in the black community who was pushing weight drugs most likely started out pushing weed mm-hmm. and probably got caught and never made it onto bigger stuff so we've we're going to hear or a lot more cases the ones so like not only that i think about um raymond one of the central park five where you know he did time for a crime he didn't commit he got out, but still, even though, you know, he was exonerated, well, not at that point, but he, he had gotten out, served his time, but any man of color that comes out after they've served their time and paid their debt to society is what everybody likes to say, has this stigma on him where for Raymond and specifically, like his father had moved in, this, this chick that just did not want him there which means that he needed to make fast money to get out of there and so you already have this stigma on you because he had this violent crime on him so he had to get out and start selling drugs and things like that and he was caught and he got a harsher sentence because of the time that he did for a crime he didn't commit so it makes me think of people that start may have started out selling weed mm-hmm. and they serve their time they get out because like this guy saying like the he was trafficking marijuana and he usually would get a 12 to 17 year sentence but he was given 90 years because the judge assumed that he was a part of a crime family because he was Italian and from New York. And this happened in the lovely state of Florida. So it makes me think about people that have sold marijuana, done their time, gotten out, struggled to find a job, which is always the story because Mm -hmm. even though you shouldn't, especially for something like selling drugs, like, you shouldn't have to struggle to find a job, couldn't find a job, and now they got to sell something harsher, but now they're doing even more time because of those drug, those weed charges. So, like, you're changing the whole trajectory of someone's life for something that you now want to say is perfectly fine and legal. Mm-hmm. So when... Well, my entire time in college, anytime I got a chance to take electives, I always took some form of psychology. And so I was taking a family um, psychology class that touched on 
drugs in America. And basically because most drugs are things naturally found in earth, like something that you can grow or whatever. Um, It's just what you decide to mix it with that has these dangerous side effects and overdoses and stuff. But like all of this stuff was legal, like crazy enough, alcohol was illegal, but like you could do opioids and nobody better than right. I like it's Thursday. Let's go to Coca-Cola was really made with Coke. Coke yeah. So, but what they found is that like I believe um opioids came from Asia. So when Asians started to come into America and started to take jobs from the white man, that's when they decided that opioids should be illegal so that they could then lock up all of the Asians. So Mm -hmm. drugs and drug charges and drug legalization has always been about controlling the races and making opportunities better for white people. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's the history of this country. Makes sense because a lot of African Americans smoke weed. Well, because the thing with marijuana was that it was grown at that time in Mexico, and Mexicans were beginning to cross the border and they were beginning to take jobs from white people. So now we want to make weed illegal. Go figures. But like, that's the history of this country. Just like, you know, opioids, like I said, they have been here for a very long time Mm -hmm. they have destroyed the black community throughout the 80s like Mm -hmm. everybody hit that crackhead uncle or Mm -hmm. you know doped out cousin and nobody gave a shit but now that opioids are now getting into little white kids backpacks and soccer moms are needing to go to rehab, now opioids are a problem and we need to deal with them. Right. It's, it becomes a problem when white people, quote unquote, get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. So, hey guys, we'll be back for our last run. Uh, go fill up your wine glasses, your shot glasses. Not even gonna say what else because she made fun of me, but uh because I, I wanna know what bears are. <laughs> I, I was hoping you meant beer. So but... go go, you know, get you another beer. Okay. And we'll be right back. And we're back. So um Uncle Snoop, you know, has been getting a lot of attention lately because we all loved him at the uh, Dancing with the Stars between Mike Tyson and... Um, Lord, you said Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I told you. That's you mean, what it was for me. <laughs> you mean the boxing match? I mean, if that's what you want to call it, but it, it was uh, <laughs> a fighting of two old uncles uh, at the family reunion, whatever you want to call it. You know, a lot of people were, you know, talking about Uncle Snoop then, but he's making... More news now because he is coming for WAP. He says that, you know, women need to leave more to their imagination. 
And oh, <laughs> I mean, so I know that the older you get, allegedly, because this doesn't happen for everyone, the wiser you get and you start to have a different perspective on things. Um, but you told us to drop it like it's hot. Now you drop want us like to leave. Hot. Drop it like it's hot. So leave for, some for the imagination. I mean. And then you showed up to the BET Awards with dog collars and leashes on two women. Now you want us to leave something for the imagination? I mean, so... Yeah, Snoop is a contradiction. But, I mean, me personally, I would say I kind of agree with the leave it to the imagination. But at the same time, you can't be showing up to the BET Awards for two chicks on a leash. We so, had a whole wife at home. So. I mean, well, we already seen that story in his, what was it, VH1 behind the scenes? Well, I don't know what it was, but I think we've seen the story where his wife did tell him, like, look, you got to leave that pimp thing alone. So that did happen. But, yeah, the, the WAP thing leaves some fun imagination. I agree with him, though. You you got to, like, I feel like at this point, we all know what Cardi B looked like naked. Between WAP, all her other stuff, in that Instagram live Oops. one time. Yeah. Like, I feel like we all know what Cardi B looked like naked. We all yet know what Megan Thee Stallion looked like naked. But we all know at this point what Cardi B looked like naked. And I kind of agree with him. You got to leave some for the imagination. Like, let a nigga, you know, think or try to figure out how you look undressed. In your birthday suit. Okay, so I'm all for that. I am that type of chick. But this is, it's just a song. And Cardi ain't trying to sleep with none of y'all. But Offset, you know, it's each his own on that. I mean. But, like. But still, is Offset trying to sleep with her? <laughs> clearly, there's. Like, he was right there when the nip slip happened. But my thing is, is that it's. It's a song. It's a fun song. Like, it's one line in the song that I love. I'm not advocating for it, but I love it. I think it's a hot-ass lyric. It's a song. Like, she ain't trying to, she ain't trying to sleep with none of y'all. She not trying. She don't care. Like, y'all are, some of y'all are imagining her anyway, whether this song came out or not. It's, it's a song. And my point is, to him like he's made <laughs> vulgar songs like there are worse songs that we've had in history we talked about Lil Kim earlier mm. Lil Kim has Lil Kim like had Diana Ross playing with her boob on TV because Diana just couldn't believe that she just had it hanging out there at the MTV Awards like that like people when this song first came back even came for their great grandma and circulated the song that came out in like the 1900s where the woman was sitting up here talking about sucking her man dick until he shit it like come on now what yes it, it's wow 
like great great grandma was listening to this song so it's like every generation has their thing and like yes like there was a time in music, the point of music that I love, that we used a lot of figurative language, analogies and stuff, and things weren't just so bold and right there in your face. And my mm-hmm. thing is that you men and lyrics are saying some file out there direct yeah. things to women that Uncle Snoop ain't said nothing about. But Cardi telling you what she got and what she could do with it and now everybody wants to discuss it. Mm-hmm. It just is a double standard for me and it's like... It is. And I agree. It is a double standard. But at the same time, I kind of agree with Uncle Snoop. Of like, course, because you live for the double standard. No, nah, I'm just saying, though, like, leave some for the imagination. like. But that's the thing. Like, okay, so she had the little nip slip. That is what it is. It happened, whatever. She, she was a stripper. She had to make money somehow. That was a period of time in her life. But it's like, this, this, is, this is just a song. Take from it what you want. Like... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because no, I... like I'm saying, like, men have said, like, there's a song out right now that, like, seriously, dude, don't talk to me like that. I mean. But nobody's batting the eye about it. Nobody's said nothing. Nobody's giving, dude, no, like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're saying that to women. So it goes back to like what we've talked about before. Like, y'all don't protect the black woman at all. Like, y'all can say, Not, like, okay. ra- other rappers can come out here and say whatever they want to the black woman, and don't nobody say anything about these lyrics. You hear them blasting up and down the streets. Cardi makes this one song and everybody's clutching. Everybody that can't even afford pearls is clutching their pearls. Like, oh my God. Do you nah. kiss your husband with that mouth? I sure do. I think Snoop was just like, that's the thing. Snoop is trying to protect a black woman. And he's like, hey, Cardi leave something for the imagination or not even cardi just black women period like don't give these dudes your everything and then he's not left wondering i don't know like you said it is a double standard because men have said worse but i don't know cardi's cardi's it's 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 hard to talk about her in that context because her Lyrics is so raunchy and her videos is so revealing. I mean, like I said, we still don't know what Megan Thee Stallion look like. So, <laughs> well, we do because we don't know what she looks like naked, but uh, there are pictures circulating of Meg Thee Stallion with her natural hair and no makeup, and I honestly prefer her that way. Yeah, I've been seeing her like that. I've like when she first came out, I seen videos of her like freestyling this shit before 
to blow up. So I don't know. So uh, yeah, she. So, but that's the th- and that's the thing too. Like no one's coming for Meg. Like they all coming did, for Cardi. Did y'all? But that's did, because did y'all Cardi. Meg in but that's song? because Cardi is a social media addict. Like she might not admit it, but she lives for the social media drama, the social media beef. Like that's why she's always so relevant because. When it comes to social media, you keep her name in your mouth. I don't know if we do that. I know the Republicans do because they because that's the thing. Like it's so that's who started the whole WAP conversation. It wasn't even amongst the culture. It started with the Republicans having something to say about her. And it's like, Becky, look, Karen, this song isn't for you. If politicians got something to say about the song, then you know you doing something right. Because the only other artist to be it's mentioned in politicians great. is the late, great Tupac. Yeah. So apparently Cardi is doing something right. If politicians is like, you know what? Nope, hold up. This isn't safe for white suburban kids. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, just let sis be. Like, it's a song. Oh, I'm a, like, I let her be. Like, I love the song. The song is dope. Like, only thing I hate is that all these chicks out here now believe they have WAPs and they don't. So, like, that's the only thing I hate about the song. Everybody don't have a WAP. Some of y'all dry it in a Popeye's biscuit. Okay, so Popeyes biscuit. <laughs> let's though. let's not go there. Well, that's better than a KFC biscuit, cause those. But I mean, it is what it is. It's just like I said. Like we we we've seen, we've heard first. We had a comment. We, we were talking about you know, look him, Foxy Brown. Like I'm just like, let's just live. Like let her. Let her sing about her WAP. Let her. If she want to talk about a WAP, let her talk about a WAP. The only contradiction that Offset said she had, he, you know, he showed her on social media cleaning. So yeah. it's like, let her live. You know, she's young. I don't even think Cardi's like 30. So let her have her, her moment. Like, if that's what she want to write a song about, then let it be. I mean, he told us to drop it like it's hot. Now you want us to cover it up until we get home. It's like, I don't. Hey, like you said, it's a double standard. But uh, thank you guys for listening to us. Uncensored Life with the Saunders. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We hope we, you know, satisfy your listening ears uh we see the streams <laughs> plays his, uh keith after dark boys, <laughs> we, <so. laughs> we see we see a stream plays and you know we are very very appreciative to you guys that come and listen to every episode that even come and listen to one episode we definitely appreciate you guys and we hope you guys come back again because 2020 isn't over yet, and I'm sure we have a lot more 
controversy episodes for you guys, especially since Donald Trump still is not the White House. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, because, um, well, maybe we'll have some news on the stimulus package in our next conversation because um, yeah. the government was supposed to shut down on the 11th if they hadn't come to some kind of government relief package and wrapped up the whole stimulus situation. Um, they've given themselves an extension until the 18th, which is, um, when is the 18th? It's like next Friday. Yes, next Friday. So they have to next Friday to get the stimulus package all figured out. Right now they're trying to, uh, as of right now, they've removed direct payments to us from the stimulus package and they're focusing on extensions and what to do for unemployment. Um, the Tangelo wants to just give us $600 to tide those on unemployment over until, um, Biden can take office, um, which, you know, whatever takes place on the 18th, it's not like we're going to see payment anytime in December. It, it's a process. We wouldn't see it until January anyway. So I think to like he's just he he did another tweet today where someone um was like, well, why doesn't he you know since he want to tell everything, why don't he just uh declassify everything? And he tweeted back that that's what he's been working on. So you know as long as we have Petty Patty um. Hmm. sitting in the oval uh things aren't going to look good for the americans that are struggling right now to to get things done and when biden comes in like i said it's going to be a process it's not like he's going to come in on the 21st and we're going to receive payments of any sort on the 22nd so we should have more information mm -hmm. um by next week's broadcast because like I said they have until the 18th to figure something out if they don't extend it again but as of now their focus is those on unemployment and they're not focusing on the individual stimulus packages that they've been talking about for I can't even tell you how long so hopefully guys we have some loose for you guys next weekend. Uh, if not, last episode before Christmas. Stay safe, stay COVID free, and we'll see y'all right before Christmas. You got any last words? No. Uh. See ya, Buckler Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>